Welcome to the Wookiee Gunners Rebels Chat with your host, Jonah Marie, and the Pumba to my Timon, my mom, Maria. <laughs> Lion King, I love that. <laughs> Rebels Chat is a family-friendly podcast where my daughter and I share impressions, reactions, and our favorite moments of the latest Star Wars Rebels episode. In today's episode, we will be chatting about The Call, written by Bill Wolkoff and directed by Mel Zwire. In the call, the ghost crew are low on fuel and power in deep space when they encounter massive, mysterious creatures whose lives are threatened by a mining operation. So, I love this episode. Oh, I loved it. It's funny. Space whales! Space whales. You can't go wrong with space whales. I thought last week's episode was my favorite episode of the season. Nah, this one so far. And I'm like, this just keeps getting better and better. Star Wars universe is awesome. Where else can you find space whales? Yeah, man. And like I... There was one person that tweeted and said, I like that they take the time to explore this stuff because in the movies they can't. No. And it's not something that you can explore in a book because it doesn't give you the same effect, especially when the whales jump into hyperspace. Hyperspace. That's so awesome. it's like, it's something that you have to watch visually. And it's so cool that they take the time to do this stuff and explore the what the galaxy has to offer. I mean, I guess some people really want to get to the, the nitty gritty of the rebellion and, and whatnot. But I don't know. I, I really like the small adventures and the exploration and the adventures. That makes it, that's, that's a lot of fun. Maybe I guess in that case, they shouldn't have called it Star Wars Rebels. They should have called it Star Wars Adventures or something. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, they have to have the, the good fun before they, uh, the, all the, the that goes on. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so in part one, the ghost crew is on a mission to locate the fuel for the rebellion and themselves. Suddenly, Ezra hears something. A flock of Purgle approaches the ship and Hera prepares to fire when Kanan stops her since they can't waste power. Ezra encourages Hera to fly with the flock. Two modified TIE fighters from the mining guild close in and attack the ghost. Despite low on power, Kanan and Ezra blast them and Sabine tracks their origin. They decide to follow the creatures to the origin point, though Hera is less enthusiastic. She tells Ezra of how the Purgle inspired Lightspeed and how they've also caused many accidents. The creatures lead them to a planetoid, home to a massive refinery. We're, we're cold right now, no. by the way, because we live in New York City. It's not as cold as my friend in Toronto that's experiencing like negative degrees over there. But it's cold for, uh, you know, for, yeah, for us Especially here. When, when, when so far temperatures have not been that bad. That's bad, exactly. And if anything, we've been spoiled because they've been giving heat constantly. So we've been like... Winter hasn't arrived. Right. But you know what? It arrived today. And, and it was cold. My nose is it's, it's freezing. So I can understand the crew's pain. Yes. We, we actually <laughs> feel like the crew and the ghost. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the laptop that's giving me heat, I'd probably see the breath coming, coming out, out of it. my mouth. And that was a cool effect that they did. In the, yes. In the, when, when the... Um, and when Hera cleans, wipes, wipes the, the, uh, the, 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 the window. window. Yeah. That was awesome. Those are cool effects. And I feel like people miss out on that stuff. And it, it's details that they don't have to put in, but they put in 
for that added effect. It enhances. It enhances yeah. the whole story, the whole effect. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate it because I remember, I forget what it was. I want to say it was Titanic when they had to create the breath, breath. for people. I, I I don't remember. Someone was talking numbers about it and they said that it's expensive to do stuff like that, even stuff that small. I was like, that's crazy. So when I saw that, I'm like, wow, that's, that's just added material that they didn't have to put in, but they did. And I, I really appreciate it as a as a fan and i like the fact that they're looking for basic resources you know yes. it's not stuff that magically appears not magic bread not magic no, bread no magic bread <laughs> <laughs> no, no magic bread. And and I, I like that they have to work for this stuff. It's not stuff that's just automatically given to them because Bail Organa is giving them stuff, you know? It's yes. stuff that they have to look for. And I, it's just it's just cool to see them so in that it, situation. It's, it's a battle on two fronts. It's a battle against the Empire and a battle to survive, to survive. In, in the yeah. world out there. Definitely. What do you think Kanan was drinking in his cup? I want to say it was hot chocolate. <laughs> Ooh, I want to say hot coffee. <laughs> with, with, with a little bit of, of, of what's it, an Irish coffee? <laughs> yes, yes, uh, 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 an, uh, an Irish coffee. And when I say Irish coffee, people, I hope you understand what I mean. <laughs> and if the kitties are listening, you it's do just, not need to know. It's just, uh, it's just an ice cream that is vanilla taste. <laughs> And and then we move on to the fact that Ezra's listening to things. So yes, and uh, how he he without even realizing it is in tune with the world out there, with with everything surrounding yeah. him. Yeah, it's like he's not aware, but it's somehow contacting Cut to him. him. That was awesome when he says, yeah. "Guys, are you hearing that? Nobody's hearing that." Yeah, yeah. Because he could hear the purple sing, and it's interesting that. Zeb of all people didn't hear it because I figured him being the species that he is, they have like some sort of like cats and dogs have some sort of way of picking up certain, so the, the, certain this things. Is, this is my my interpretation of the whole of the whole thing. The sound is not a sound that we humans or or for that matter any other creature outside that environment is capable of hearing. It's like whales in the ocean. Yeah. We don't hear them sing. Mm. We know they sing because of microphones that are adapted to, to, to pick up those frequencies. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we, we really don't hear them. Really? That Those singing, you don't hear them sing like that outside in the when they come Ma, up for why breath. are you telling me these lies? <laughs> that, 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 that whole conversation that happens in, be, below in the depths... So you mean to tell me that Dory in Finding Nemo, that whale talk wasn't really whale talk? <laughs> you know, I really wanted Ezra to talk like that. Like, like, like How Dory, are you, you doing? <laughs> I really, really wanted to do that. So, uh, um, so to me, he can hear it because he's in tune with, with the force, with the force yeah. in that way. And that, and, and obviously Kanan is, is also, but he's not, that's not, not his gift. It's a gift, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Like uh, Quinlan Voss, um, who's Sal's favorite, one of Sal's favorite characters, he uh, has the ability to touch something and recognize nice what's happened. Happen yeah, what's, to, to read his story yeah, and the yeah, story around yeah. it. So that, that's, that's a gift. Awesome. Yeah. So. so Ezra's gift is to communicate with nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what 
awesome gift is that I wish I could communicate with nature. I wish I could talk to animals and and, and the things out there that surrounds me. Stop. Who doesn't want to be Beastmaster? I mean, oh, that's awesome. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, Beastmaster was so, so good, good man. Yes. They should See, that's something they should bring back, at least in my opinion. But yeah, and then the, the sounds, actually, I don't know if you remember, but in Earth 2... That show yes. from the early 90s. The Tarians would make sounds. Sounds like, like that. Like wailing sounds mm-hmm. like that. And I, when I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just like Earth 2. <laughs> and I like that in that it's the same concept. You know, they're part of nature and only certain people were able to communicate with them. And, and, and I know that that Star Trek and Star oh, Wars yeah, don't yeah. get along, but <laughs> Star, Star Trek, one of the movies, Had whales, uh, yeah. was to save the whales. They needed a whale in order to communicate with this thing that was coming to mm-hmm. them and probably destroy Earth mm-hmm, unless mm-hmm. it received a response. And the only creature that could give them that response was a whale, yeah. but they didn't have whales, whales on that century, so they had to travel back in time. I remember some people said, uh, some people had made those references, and I barely remember the movie, but I, I do remember that, the, the, the concept yeah. of it. And I thought, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and I, it I has wonder... sounds like that too, because the whales are talking, they found find the whales by the sounds. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder if that was some sort of like inspiration, like whether they took that as inspiration. Whales are an inspiration regardless regardless right i love they're whales, amazing man. creatures dolphins whales they're unbelievable creatures that the the immense intelligence that they have and and the environment they live in is, is unbelievable if we could just get a glimpse of what ezra got when yeah. he connected that uh, God, that's, that's so amazing. awesome. So amazing. And then Hera actually wanted to shoot them. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then Kanan, you know, advises her not to because not only will it waste energy, which is what they have to be saving up on, but it's also, it's unnecessary because you could easily just maneuver out of it. I don't know. Maybe maybe they just didn't put enough asteroids around them, but they could have easily, like, <laughs> lifted up. Yeah, it's not like that. We're in a box. Yeah, you and know? I, I forget what it was that I saw once, but it was a documentary. It was a science fiction documentary, and they were talking about, they were breaking down certain things that certain science fiction shows had done. And one of them was Battlestar Galactica having all their ships together, like, a, you know, in a fleet. And the person who was commenting on that said, it's not necessary. You have all this space around you. And you have everyone together in that one. I mean, it's natural. It's a natural instinct for us to stick to, together. To stick together. But you have so much space and that you're able to... Maneuver. Maneuver and get away. Don't stay in the same place. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if something bad happened. So in this case, that was, you know, but they had to be in the asteroid field to, to actually find this refinery. I mean, do you think what Hera was planning to do, which was shooting them, do you think that was a wise would have been a wise course of action? No. Yeah. We, we know. In, in the end, we know it, it would not have been. But even without having Ezra there to, to guide them, the, the whole idea behind the, the Jedi religion is to avoid violence, to avoid certain things that can tarnish and diminish who you are, not only as a person, but, but as a society. And Hera was 
reacting in the way that a lot of people out there react to things that they don't know fully. They don't comprehend. They only know the negative stories they hear about right. them, not necessarily the true or exact story of what is it. And they they create these negative ideas in their heads and, and they go for the fast action, which is to destroy, to get it out of the way. Right. You know, if it's bothering me, get it out of the way. Since we're talking about it, I thought, I, honestly, her her attitude throughout the episode was actually getting on my nerves just yes, a, a little, little bit. tiny bit. Yes, she she was being very negative. Yeah, and I and I totally get her wariness and her her need to have caution around these creatures because of those stories that she's it's had. Sad. She's it's, known and she, she's, and she's known lost people. people. She's lost people to them. But Ezra brought a good point. Not only the the creatures don't know what's happening. But maybe we are in their way, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it, it's it's difficult because I know people die. Dies. But at the same time, that's nature. And I can't... It is. I can't, and you can't control and it. And it's so can, unpredictable. And you cannot go against it and destroy it because in the process, you're going to destroy yourself exactly. as well. Exactly. So it's like both sides. We have a very codependent relationship with nature. And nature takes and we take and nature gives and we give. But the moment we start pushing too much, we basically threaten our own existence yeah. because without it nature probably could do without humans but humans cannot do without nature no <laughs> it's like we are a part of it it, it is a part of us the in, circle of life yes it's so funny that we did timon and pumba, pumba yeah. <laughs> it is yeah and ezra says that they should go with the, the pearl girl instead of against, against them, them which is you know sage advice this is something that we should follow along and uh, Kanan says well it's not the strangest thing we've ever done I wonder what's the strangest thing they've ever, ever done, done. <laughs> yes because yes, that if that's strange I can only imagine what's stranger than that yeah do, so do you think the purgle I mean later on we see that the two TIE fighters were after them but do you think the Purgle were seeking help in any way? Do you think because Ezra oh, is like an open channel? Maybe. Maybe because one of the wells, probably the leader. Yeah, it was actually uh, it, called the Purgle King. <laughs> she, uh, he, she, whoever did try to communicate, came close. So just like Ezra sensed them, maybe they sensed that there was someone in there that understood them. Right. That or was had the reaching out or, yeah. or had the capability, exactly, yeah. of reaching out and understanding their position. And one of the reasons that I was led to believe that was because since Ezra hears them, all of a sudden they come down when he suggests yes. that they should follow them. So I thought that was very telling in terms of them thinking that there was someone there understanding yeah. them. And they were actually being pursued by the two TIE fighters from the mining guild. And they were sent there to destroy them before they could make their round back to, to get what they needed from the mining refinery. I, I just... I, I, <laughs> my roommate in college, she had asked me once, if I was in the middle of the street with a broken leg... And there was also a dog in the middle of the street with a broken leg. Who would you rescue first? And without any hesitation whatsoever, I said the dog. And she's like, are you serious? You'd pick the dog over me? And I said, well, 
yeah, but I'd also bring someone to help you. <laughs> because I, I, and I donate to only animal organizations. That's just how I roll. I, I, People can take care of themselves. I, Animals I, cannot. Yeah. Unfortunately, they, we have made a very hostile environment for the creatures out there. Right. So when I see something in this episode that is threatening the lives of innocent creatures, I, I was like Ezra in this episode. I automatically connected with, we need to do something about for the pergol. And make the, our primary mission a secondary mission because this is important. <laughs> and, and the thing is that whether he knew it in at the moment or not, that their mission depended on, on, the, on pearl. the pearl. So, so mm-hmm. go nature, go, go nature. <laughs> And I love that Kanan, Kanan started talking and she just cut, cut him, him off. off. <laughs> She's like, I just don't want to hear you, you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, keep talking. Bye. But I just, I love that Kanan was pushing her buttons. How he comes in. He, he, he knew. As I was saying. He yeah. knew she cut him off. So he came back and says, as I was saying. <laughs> I love it. And he's just so smug. He's like, that's so interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a great performance by Freddie Prince Jr. who's just able to capture those little subtle new moments in the in the voice. And I just I overall I just love how Ezra was so amazed by the Fergal. I just like <laughs> Yeah, he, he was like blown away. Well, and and it's because I mean, it always goes back to that first moment when in Spark of Rebellion, when he fell into the seat and he saw space for the first time. And this kid, for the most of his life, he's lived on a planet, never being able to leave it. Even though he's been with the crew for this long, that's still not enough to know what's out there. So this is his first exposure to something... I mean, he's seen Fear Knock. He's seen a few other creatures here and there. But these are like deep space creatures that you rarely see. It's like any one of us. You know, how many astronauts are in the world? How many people can, can, can you say have gone outside this bubble, yeah. this blueberry in which we live. Blueberry! You know, <laughs> he's a blueberry! <laughs> we, you know, it's... And how many billions of people live Are on there, this earth? Yeah. And, and lived none in of the, us yeah. will ever right now have that chance ever in our life, lifetime. So it's amazing. It is amazing. And they, and he, they captured his wonder very right, well. well. Yeah. Yes. Sabine finds out that the origin point is where, where the, the, the program is going. <laughs> actually going. And Ezra says, I've got a good feeling about this. He's the first person in Star Wars to ever say, I've got a good feeling about, about this. Because every other, every person says, I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> Before something obviously bad happens. So it was cool that he actually said that and actually something good did happen. So that was very neat. I like how they did that. That's twist there and i like that hera had heard positive stories on top of the negative stories yeah about them them inspiring inspiring yeah travel speed and whatnot so that that was pretty neat and uh, but she said it with a but i don't believe i don't believe it yeah Yeah. yeah, Yeah. it's not and it's totally a i won't believe it until i see it Yes. Sort of a sort of a tone yeah and she will she will see it that That made it pretty awesome 
In part two, Ezra wonders why the Pergo came this way. While distracted, the team devise a plan where they'll torch the gas to create a diversion and take the fuel. Ezra's concerned about the Pergo and believes there's a connection between the animals and the gas. With no other way down, Sabine, Chopper, Kanan, and Ezra jump from the ghost. After a bumpy landing in which Ezra missed the platform, the rebels are spotted. Kanan tells Sabine to toss the detonators to torch the gas, but Ezra stops her. He tells them that if they blow the gas, they hurt the purgle. They quickly devise a new plan with Ezra taking over the cannon to provide cover fire for Kanan and Sabine as they secure the landing platform for the ghost. I like how how she lands the... Oh, the ghost. The ghost. Yeah. Like, boom. Yeah, that was very cool. Like a short burst of energy. energy. Yeah. And yeah, that's a cool maneuver that she pulled off there. And I know a lot of people... <laughs> A lot of people were so weirded out. And I think at this point, everyone should just accept that Star Wars is does not is not founded on science. No. And no. A, lot, a lot of people were... When you see the clips and stuff, you get the impression that they're in space. So you're wondering, how are they able to breathe with just masks? Where are their oxygen tanks? How are they not, they're, they're, how are they not bursting out of their, their they, bodies? They are. Because of the pressure. At a... At a they are at a distance. The guy, you know, the guy that jumped in that suit. Uh, yeah, from, I forget his name. Yeah, they're at a, 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 they're, a yeah, they were at, a, a, at a level, a yeah. upper atmosphere, yeah. but still atmosphere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they they can do things that supposedly you cannot do in, do in space. Right, right. But then again. This is Star Wars, and this is what is amazing about Star Wars. You can just do anything, man. It's, it's, it's your and universe. I've, I've actually grown to do that because at one point there was a, for Star Wars Episode Seven before, uh, long before it came out, there was a rumor that there was a supposedly the first opening shot was a lightsaber or something of that nature tumbling through space and then it would land on a planet and then that's how the the story gets started and i thought no <laughs> no no if that lightsaber entered through a planet's atmosphere it'd burn up and dissolve because you know as cool as lightsabers are they can easily break so I thought, no, this is ridiculous. I, I, I refuse to believe. And <laughs> after a while, I was like, you know what? Just whatever. <laughs> so I, I, I honestly, I just go with it. I don't even question it anymore because no, it's, just, it's just you fun. It, you know, it, it, it is Star Wars. Star Wars is imagination. You have science. You have fiction. And then you have science fiction. Right. Science fiction is to bo- supposed to be a melting well, of both sides. And actually, uh, Star Wars doesn't really fall, fall on science fiction. fiction. Yeah. It's more fiction. It's, 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 yeah, and it's a space fantasy. Exactly. It's, it's, and in the fiction side, that's where your, your, your imagination can go wild and crazy. Right, right. And that's what Star Wars is. It's a wild and crazy imagine world where things can be that they're not in the real world right like uh, technically they wouldn't even be able to communicate with each, each other, other through space <laughs> but they do it anyway <laughs> and people accept that normally so you know you just gotta you just gotta just, just go just for go it with it man it. <laughs> And I like that Ezra is the one asking the right questions. Yes. He's he's asking, I wonder why the Purgo are headed that way. You know, no one else is asking, why are the Purgo, why are we following the Purgo to this 
point? You know, what what's so interesting about this area that the Pergo are interested in? Why are the 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 people down there shooting at them? Right, why, right. You know what? It, it's, he was why this, why that? Yeah, and, and I like that he understood the consequences of their actions, like the detonators. Like, no, you can't do that because it incinerate the gas, and then they wouldn't have their their source of breathing. So. I, I love that. And I love that he kept asking the right questions. And I like that Sabine, actually, when they're devising the plan, she's the one looking through those. Oh, I, I didn't look up to see what they're called. I, I don't remember the technical term, but they're basically binoculars. Uh-huh. Space binoculars. <laughs> space binoculars. <laughs> Uh, yeah, space whales. <laughs> space binoculars. Yeah. So uh, she was looking through it and she was like analyzing the situation. And I love that she's the strategist of the, 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 yeah, of of the, group. the group. She's the one who she's comes the one up that with comes the with plan uh, of attack. Yeah. And, you know, where, what angle we should go in and how. And I like that I, I did, I missed it the first time, but the, the, the second time I saw it, she actually handed the binoculars over to Ezra as if he was going to give some information to her plan. But no, he was just too focused on the on the Fergal. And when I saw the guys shooting at them, I gasped. And then at that moment, it turned to Ezra sort of gasping. And I'm like, yeah, Ezra, you do something, Ezra. <laughs> it's so funny that he got so distracted that he wasn't even listening to, to what, what they were saying. And I'm like, no, Ezra, you're supposed to pay attention to your surroundings. And when, when, when they're get re- getting ready to jump, it's like, okay, exactly how are we going to do this? Is this what you... you you, you, you gotta pay attention because <laughs> we just jumping <laughs> and I love that a little bit before that when Kanan has suggested it uh, Zeb's like I don't like this plan I don't want any part of this plan and then Kanan said you know you're not you're not you're part, not of, part it, of it buddy, says, so. I like this plan <laughs> this is a good plan, plan. He had a lot of great one-liners in yeah. this episode. Oh yeah, and another question that Ezra had asked was why do why do they bother when they were shooting at the Pergo? He's like, why do they bother? What's the point of it? Why can't they just? So that's how he was able to connect it to, and that made him very observant of what was happening. I like the actual jump itself. How Sabine and Kanan were like experts at it, as if they'd done this before. before. <laughs> and Ezra was just like, I don't know what, what I'm doing. doing. <laughs> And honestly, when they when the space whales, when the Purgle were following them down the when they were falling, Ezra had that small connection with one of them. I thought the first time I saw that clip and he wasn't able to land, I thought, oh my god, the whale somehow took his force abilities or not not for like permanently, but like temporarily took his abilities or stunted them in some way. I'm like, oh man, this is cool. And what if the Empire uses them as some sort of like Jeez, don't have your imagination really. <laughs> Really goes so loud. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, they could use this as some sort of a weapon to stun the, the Jedi's powers. I'm like, oh, oh my god, this is genius. And it turned out that it's just gonna couldn't use the force <laughs> to stop. Just because he didn't know how. <laughs> I was like, well, there goes that theory. <laughs> Uh, I had it all planned out, man. Man, you, you really go out there thinking about this. I really do. <laughs> oh, and the weird, there was that weird looking, the the leader of that, the refinery. Oh, who, what is that? I don't, like, I, I don't think I got the name of, I, I don't even think they said what his species is, but he was actually his, uh, the design of it was inspired by a, an old concept art by Ralph McQuarrie and they decided to make it into an actual character. And, it was just so bizarre to me. I yeah. was like, your eyes are far out, out weird. 
<laughs> and the hands, and the hands, like, yeah. Two parts, yeah, like, like a wooden toy, yeah, something like together. that. Yeah. yeah, it was very odd, but interesting in its design. Oh wait, another thing was Chopper when he when they jumped was Chopper screaming. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I really love Chopper's just reaction to things. They're very human. Yes. <laughs> And then when they arrive on the catwalk, which is where they were trying to land without getting attention to themselves, and unfortunately that didn't pan out. Pan out, yeah. Ezra lost his food. Yeah, so. so there was at one point they shoot down, Sabine shoots down one of the mining employees, and the other guy who had the cannon, he was shooting at Kanan. And then Ezra uses the force and pushes him off the edge. So of all the things for people to focus on in this episode, people were focusing on that part of the episode because they were thinking about it in terms of, was that really necessary? And I thought, yes. I mean, yeah, uh, he could have stunned him with his lightsaber. The the thing is, he had to do it from afar. They couldn't get to uh, close. Uh, Yeah. Because the guy was shooting. Yeah. So what else is there? It's not like there's a lot of space behind them. For, for for him just to push him to a safer... You know, they're right there they're in the, the edge. edge. And, and what else are they supposed to do? It just it, it seemed very interesting to me that people were focusing on this part because early on in the episode, we had the two TIE fighters who were chasing after the Purgle end up finding the ghost. They shoot the ghost. The ghost attacks. And Ezra's one of the people who shoots down one of the TIE fighters. He killed someone. That it, happened. It, 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 it is... And then, you know, and this is the same situation, not the same situation because they actually the, the rebels are the ones infiltrating, the ones that are quote unquote attacking, but it leads to the same result. Basically, it was a person to person. Just imagine two fighters there and Ezra shoots shoots one of them down. That's the same, same thing. It's the end result. So like, it was just very odd to me that people were picking it apart and saying, oh my gosh, uh, Kanan needs to pull him aside and tell him that he needs to sort of like Sabine in the previous episodes where she, he was telling Sabine that she shouldn't kill the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. But in that case, it was just not to kill the Mandalorians specifically because that's that they were trying to make an alliance with them. So it wasn't don't kill in general. They're going to end up killing people regardless. They are rebels. They are fighting. <laughs> and it's just, it's just interesting because there was one part in, in Star Wars The Clone Wars where Ahsoka, this is slightly different, but same in, in terms of the result, was where she was being held captive and then she managed to come out of her binds and she beheaded four Mandalorians around her. Beheaded. You saw the lines on their neck. That's how graphic it was. And then they ended up falling on the ground. She killed people. <laughs> Ezra's doing the same thing. It's just like, I I don't get why people see one thing, think it's, oh my God, awesome. And then they see this thing and they're like, he needs to back down and not kill people. And that's a sign that Kanan hasn't been doing his job right. And I I don't know. (laughs) I feel like people have been... What exactly is Kanan supposed to be training Ezra for? I don't know. They're Uh, in a war. chess? (laughs) They're in a war. People are going to end up dying. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but that guy was shooting at Purgle. They were shooting at innocent creatures. And at them. Yeah, and at them. And the thing that bothers me is that, you know, just because it's a business and they're trying to make a profit out of it doesn't mean that it's right for them to... 
And just to because you're shooting at an animal instead of a person doesn't mean it's right either. Exactly. So it's just like there are a lot of questions, a lot of things that were being said where I'm like, okay, so you're not okay with Ezra saving the whales because Ezra had killed someone? I, I don't understand. They've all been killing people. If Sabine had taken that shot, nobody would have said anything. Because mm-hmm. she had actually killed the other one and nobody was saying about anything about that. I don't know. <laughs> it is it is a war. Now, the one thing is that maybe people are looking at, at Ezra as a different type of warrior. Not the, the kind that will get into the nitty gritty type of, mm-hmm. uh, of battle. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be the reason. But the truth is that they all are on equal footing. Yes, you you could say that Ezra is is a central point of the story. But to me, they are all as important characters as Ezra is. So it, it is all their story and they're on equal level and they are all warriors. Right, they are, yeah. In the earlier season, season one, Ezra had created a weapon that would stun people, that wouldn't necessarily kill people unless he stabbed them with the lightsaber, which he really hasn't. So I always wanted him to hold on to that innocent part of him. But there comes a point where they're in a war. Nobody's innocent, rebels or empire. They're, everyone's guilty of something. So, uh, and unfortunately, Ezra is one of those people. I, ne- I honestly never wanted him to kill anyone. But, you know, and it's like what we said time and time again. You either kill or be killed in the process. So in this case, this guy, unfortunately, he had a sucky job. I don't know. I, ne- I would never work in a job where I have to compromise my morals, where I was being told in order to shoot Purgle down. I'd never do that or any creature or anything like that that would compromise my morals. But this person was doing it for money. And unfortunately, the, I learned this word when the mummy came out in 1999. It's comeuppance. You know, you get your, your just rewards. So it's, it's what goes around comes around. So, unfortunately, that's what happened to him. <laughs> and I honestly, when people do bad things, I do not feel sorry for them. Sorry. <laughs> and I like that Kanan afterward, he's like, explain yourself. <laughs> because, you know, he, he slapped the detonators away from Sabine. And he's like, I, I, what did you do? We, were, we had a plan. Explain yourself. <laughs> that, that was very, very... Very fatherly, like, explain <laughs> yourself. Go to your room. <laughs> I like that he ended up trusting... Ezra, he didn't question it any further. It's like, okay, we are, we're changing up the plan. And I love that Zeb said, next time we'll just plan on the plan, plan changing. changing. <laughs> uh, and I just, uh, again, Zeb with his awesome one-liners were, were fantastic and uh, mixing it up with the action and the, the comedy. In part three, the ghost lands on the platform to retrieve the fuel, but more security forces show up and Ezra is blasted over the edge of the platform. Kanan frantically calls for his Padawan, but he hears no response. Ezra is alive, but he sits on top of a pergole without his helmet. He starts to suffocate from the gas, and in the process, he connects with the creature. He is able to understand why they're there and volunteers to help them. In return, the pergole gives him his helmet. On the platform, the rebels are outmatched and surrounded. Ezra and the pergole arrive to help, and one of the creatures grabs the mining guild leader in its jaws, taking it down to the mist below. The crew destroy the refinery and part ways with the pergole. Ezra informs them that they needed 
the gas to breathe and travel. Suddenly, they see the tentacles of the Purgle illuminate before they blast into hyperspace. So, and that's another thing. They blew up the factory. So, obviously, these people are going to die regardless. I don't get people, man. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Ezra, again, there's, you're, you're supposed to be doing something, Ezra, but he's distracted by, by, by the animal. Yeah. <laughs> he's supposed to be providing cover. And, and instead, he turns around and looks at what's happening with the purgle and the gas below. Yeah, like, yeah. And the, the, all the shooting and the war going behind him. And all he can do is wash the wheel in the gas. <laughs> I just thought that was so, so funny. And I really love that when the whales went in, they were like one color, like a very palish yes. color. So it, 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 it was their fuel. It was their fuel. They were refueling. Yeah, and then when they came back out, they were nice and colorful. It looked like Sabine had painted them. Yeah, but, uh-huh. And I thought that was very neat. And then there's the fact that Ezra falls. Uh, you remember when I was watching it on my own? I was like, oh my God, Ezra, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, he ends up falling and he ends up doing having this deep connection with the Purgle. And I thought that was beautifully done with his with the eyes, galaxy light. Yeah, like they're going into deep space. Yeah. And I thought, whoa, this is something we've never seen before. I want more of it. <laughs> So such a cool effect. And it just shows that the Purgle are actually intelligent creatures. creatures. Because he they understood that Ezra needed the helmet to survive. So they have the helmet there to give to him in agreement for helping them in return. That was such a Dr. Doolittle moment. moment yeah. <laughs> and free willy moment all at the same and you can toss so many like yes. references in there. <laughs> When they come up. Yeah, yeah, it's very freewheeling. Like, oh. Yeah, and it's race on top, gliding on the, on the wheel. That's, that, that was awesome. That, that was, was cool. cool. That was neat. And then I love, actually, when back on the, the platform, there's that little little moment where Kanan flips onto the ghost. I'm like, oh, you couldn't have jumped or anything. You had to no, do no, a no. nice little fancy flip. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come snap, Kanan with the flare. <laughs> He's a Jedi. He's a, you got to do it with flair. Uh, so I thought it was very neat. And actually at the end, when Ezra hops off of the Purgle, he does a nice little fancy flip too. I'm like, you couldn't just have like dropped no, 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 onto your no. feet. No, no, no. You, you have, have to, do to do a flip. The fancy flip. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have style. Exactly. Exactly. And then he's trying to communicate with, with Ezra and he finds that Ezra's not there. Actually, this is something that people should have focused on. The fact that he he said, Ezra's down, we have to go. How are people not talking about this scene? This this line where he is frantically calling for Ezra. Ezra doesn't respond. So his immediate reaction is, he's down, down. we gotta, we gotta go. go. I, I don't know. I, I can't tell whether that was very out of character for him or whether that was something in character. I don't think that I, what he meant was, we need to go. Go and leave him behind. It was just to temporarily... It's like we need to get off the, this platform so that we can go look for him. Okay. You know, what? It, it, it wasn't a, 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 a let's go and leave him behind. It was a let's go, let's get moving because we need to find him. He's down. He's nowhere to... We need to find him. Mm. Okay, I could see that. I, I honestly, when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, they would legit leave him behind. Because isn't Seb the one that says, we found Ezra. Ezra's found or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, found so, Ezra. <laughs> found Ezra. So, so the whole 
idea was to look for Ezra. Oh, that's true. And so, even Seb said, yeah, we have to find and she's And Sabine said, the, we need to get the fuel first, first before we find, find anyone. anyone. That's true. And, yeah. and, and so so he, he was a, a very short, cut and dry, let's go. Right. Which could have sound like they just wanted to go and leave. Right. But it wasn't that they wanted to go and leave. It's like, let's finish this off so that we can go and find Ezra. That's true. That's true. Okay, you whew, you calm me, you calm, you calm me down with that one. <laughs> and then that's when Ezra shows up and, you know, they, they come up from the from the mess. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. And, and Ezra ends up cutting down that TIE fighter. I was like, oh my God, Ezra's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's whale surfing. He's whale surfing. Yeah, pergle surfing. And then a bad guy gets it. And I thought that was very Jurassic Park like. Yes. You know, chomping down yeah, on the bad yeah, guy. The T Rex take the. Yeah, taking over. <laughs> and I thought, man, that's so cool. Uh, that's uh, so good. <laughs> and again, comeuppance. You know, the, what goes around comes around, and what you get is what you deserve. And then destroying the facility, you know, it ensures the fact that the Empire doesn't get their fuel. Yeah. So not only did they get fuel for the rebels, not only did they help the Pergle get fuel, but they also stopped stop the, Empire. the Empire from getting fuel. Exactly. So three for one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, go rebels go and Hera realizes that the Purgle were actually helpful and that they weren't of that menace that she had always heard about and uh, and then Ezra says that you know they had a deep connection and he explains that that gas was actually their fuel and that's how they there was just their stopping ground Around for their very long journey, journey ahead yeah it makes me wonder where they were gonna go, go off to. yes i wonder if it's something like a uh, breeding time or something some they, migration yeah maybe it's some migration so yeah, and then it's oh man that part where they like lights start to their tails start to, to to light up light like up. like in waves like it's so i don't even know yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I just know that my jaw dropped and I was like, oh my God, they're actually going to go into hyperspace. And they did. I mean, I clapped and so hard. Harris face. face. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it. Like, <laughs> It's true, you know. The stories are true. They are what inspire deep space yeah, travel, and that that was just uh, oh man. I I, I can't even ex- explain. I can't even come up with words to explain how awesome that was. And uh, yeah, just this whole episode was just amazing. <laughs> like I have no words. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's an episode that brings out there in space. Nature and man together. Yeah, nature and technology. And technology, yeah. exactly, together. It's uh, it's something similar to what we saw with the Lassat. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they are this warrior, rough mystics yeah. that have yeah. managed to cool bring technology <laughs> to that level, but at the same time retain that mysticism. Right, right. So it's, it's, it's that communion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that balance. And here is the Purgle and men and technology, again, balancing. I can only imagine uh, what they would look like in hybrid, with all the colors. colors yeah. They'd probably all be lit up with, like, their, with their own body colors and stuff. Oh, man, that's so cool. Time for fan questions. So 
Sal asks, everyone on Star Wars Rebels has awesome helmets now. If you could have one, what would yours be and how would it be personalized? And that was one thing I forgot to mention, the fact that Kanan had that awesome helmet <laughs> that Sabine painted. <laughs> uh, he's like, what did you do? <laughs> I thought you said you just wanted to see it. But yeah, I I think I would have a clone trooper helmet because, you know, clones. Yes, you have clones. (laughs) And I would, I don't know what I would have it personalized as. I've always really loved that the whole Ahsoka had like um, loyalist troopers and Mm -hmm. they painted their armor with her symbols and it was orange and they'd have symbols of her on her on, on their helmet but we never really saw it come to fruition and i'm like oh man that mine so will cool. be technicolor but just purple pink purple pink purple pink white and Th- black those are your favorite yeah colors? or swirled oh that's nice that's cool Made me dizzy, but that's cool. Yeah, that's the, that's the idea. Whoever looks at me gets dizzy, and I can get through. Before you knock them out. Yeah. And Johnny Grasso said, To be honest, I'm not entirely enjoying Rebels thus far, but at the end of the day, there are Jedi fighting with lightsabers, so it's like pizza, as Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld used to say, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. Are these space whales or Purgle the same creatures that the Millennium Falcon escaped in The Empire Strikes Back? Mm. No, they're not. They're, no. no, that was a space, space log. log. And uh, it's actually, you know, as big, probably a bit bigger just because of the the scale between the Millennium Falcon and it itself. But yeah, it's not the same thing. But I found that a lot of people were very weirded out by the whole space whales thing where I'm like, well, if you kind of accept the space slug thing from Empire Strikes Back, then you should be kind of okayed with the whole space whales thing. It's not that far off, so not that far-fetched of a concept. But there you go. And I also I had to I had to mention also that even though you're not enjoying the series, and this goes for a lot of people out there, I've noticed that a lot of people have been abandoning rebels because they're not enjoying it so far. And to each their own. I mean there's nothing I can do to change their mind. I just want to stay positive positive about it so just because it's not your thing it doesn't mean that it's bad it's just it just means that it's not your thing and the example i had used i was like i don't like my mom's raisin cookies <laughs> but if i put chocolate chips i'm pretty sure yeah, she yeah. will eat them oh yeah i would i, I would but, but the, the the concept is i don't like your raisin cookies but just because i don't like them doesn't mean that they're bad yes so just, awesome. again, so for other people out there, if, just because you're not liking the show doesn't mean that it's bad. So uh, especially when there are so many people, when I go, when I search to the Star Wars Rebels tag on Twitter and Tumblr, I see a lot of people talking positive things about this show. And it just like gives me life. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Thank you. Um, as if I actually work on the show. And I, <laughs> But yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see people's reactions to it. And it's sad that my closest community I talk to is not liking it. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I guess I'm going to go over here where there are other people who do like it. I like to stick around with that same mentality, so... And Elisa asks, do you think Ezra's ability to connect to animals will play a larger role in future episodes? Or was this the height of it? I no, I think I think there's going to be... There has to be more because they have kept growing this ability of his. Yeah, yeah. And, and putting it out there. So I think there's a, a purpose and a reason for it. Mm-hmm. So, so something... 
is going to happen. Something is going to take place where this ability he has to sense nature and, and creatures around him is going to help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's true. I, I really think this is going to be... Otherwise, there wouldn't be that much emphasis on yeah, it. Yeah, there wouldn't be enough em- uh, yeah. that, all that emphasis on it. Someone on Tumblr actually brought up a good question was... Uh, I was like, yes, this is what I need because I don't want him to turn evil. He has such an ability and such a gift for connecting with others and understanding and this whole empathy thing that it's kind of hard to see someone become so corrupted and become something like Anakin or any other Sith or any other person from that dark side. It's hard to see that kind of person become that because they're able to connect with people so innocently the way he does. But but yeah, I really think this is going to be something that they're going to touch on again. And I think it's going to build up to something really cool later on and maybe even help him remind himself who, of, of, of who, who he, he is. is. Because that's really a, a big part of him. Patty asks, so did you believe that these were the creatures behind the secrets of the, of hyperspace? Yeah. I, I really I think really so. Do, I really do. Um, the way in which they prepare and then just jump. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to the ship uh-huh. getting, you know, getting it prepared for, for hyperspace, for light speed. So I I really think it was the inspiration. I can only imagine just like early, 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 early on with like ships just ch- chugging along. And then one day someone stumbles upon a swarm of them, sees them jump. And they're like, oh, my God, why can't we do something like that? How can we go about creating something like that? And that's what really inspires creation. So I, I can see it. I, I believe stories uh and i'm sure there are stories of our own in our in our own history where we see something we replicate that um nothing that comes to mind but i'm sure i'm sure there has time and again yeah i i don't doubt it that all we've been doing for millennia is being is creating right creating finding ways to do things better more efficient I mean, this is not the same, but it's kind of like the same concept where you see something, something you replicate it, it. Yeah, you, you. But Star Trek and uh, uh, cell phones, or like those uh, those communicator device, uh, flip devices, phones. flip phones. Yeah. So so we saw something that wasn't real, a, a real, and we made it a reality. So it's just it, that wasn't just it just wasn't organic, you know, like uh, <laughs> like the the whales. But but yeah, same concept. And Mallory asked, this was uh, not about the episode specific, but she asked, "What are your current feelings about Ahsoka and Vader's imminent confrontation?" <sighs> <laughs> I I have I have my concerns <laughs> because I shiver because actually a uh, spoiler for anyone who doesn't want to hear it but the title for the last couple of episodes the last two episodes are going to be airing on one night so it's going to be an hour long oh, good time. oh god uh, and it's called Twilight of the Apprentice so people obviously are like oh god. <laughs> <laughs> apprentice meaning Ahsoka <laughs> because that's what Ahsoka, that's what Vader had called her you know the apprentice, apprentice. Liz so I, I I wonder I don't know there it could be it could be Ezra Ezra is the apprentice to I mean not that they actually use that terminology but Ezra is uh, the apprentice, apprentice to, to Kanan. Kanan 
Darth Maul was also in Apprentice. So I don't know how he factors into this. <laughs> but, you know, Twilight, uh, maybe this is about time that he freaking dies. I mean, this guy just keeps coming back. <laughs> uh, so here, it, I can't wait to see it. I, I'm, I'm scared, but I also just want it to happen so I can get over it and move on. Because <laughs> just the waiting and the, uh, it's just making me nervous. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> And, you know, thank you all for your questions. I, we always have fun answering them. And, and that's it for today's episode. Stay tuned for our next Rebels chat when we'll discuss the episode Homecoming. Uh, this is when Ezra and Sabine go to prom. <laughs> <laughs> the Homecoming prom. Is the limo picking them up? Of course there's a limo picking them up. (laughs) And in the meantime, make sure to rate and comment on iTunes. Visit thewookiegunner.com and follow Rebels Chat on Twitter. And if you love listening to the show, there's a Star Wars Podcast Awards. That you can nominate Rebels Chat. So, oh my God, <laughs> is there a red carpet? No, there's no red carpet. <laughs> At least not that I know of. I heard something about. I heard. I heard something about fancy dressing or something. Or I think the host, the the guys who are making it, Andy and Mike. They're. I think they're planning to dress up and do it like online uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yes I'm like, oh that's so that cool. Would be cool i'll probably dress up myself <laughs> so, and like, just to watch it <laughs> and i you know i'll say i'm wearing you know kmart because <laughs> that's jc penny i'm doing jc penny yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to uh, star wars podcast awards.com and if you're in the mood to actually go through the questions and nominate rebels chat please by all means that'd be cool that would be awesome <laughs> oh my god oh my god and there's a category there for Star Wars Rebels Review Podcast, which is what we are. So that would be cool if we were actually in that category. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. And happy birthday to my mom. Yes, I'm a Valentine baby. <laughs> it's her birthday today, so I'm excited because it's her big 5 oh, oh, my God. <laughs> 50. Half a century. Half a century. Man, all the things you must have seen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Come on, man. You lived through the 80s. That's something, man. That 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 is something. (laughs) That is something. Those hairdos. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Those, the weird psychedelic neon colors. Whether one, uh, at one point I didn't know what type of skirt to wear, whether I was wearing a mini, a maxi, a, 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 and I don't know what else Nobody, was there. Yeah. They were like, you had no idea where to put the hem of that skirt. The 80s had the worst fashion, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so happy birthday to mommy and happy birthday to anyone who also shares the same day. And happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Yes, and may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs>